Today on the Just Read Podcast, we're reading Job chapters 30 through 33. After Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar finish berating him, Job continues to lament his situation. However, it's not long before a fourth unexpected voice is heard. Let's read Job chapters 30 through 33. But now those younger than I mock me, whose fathers I disdained to put with the dogs of my flock. Indeed, what good was the strength of their hands to me? Vigor had perished from them. From want and famine they are gaunt, who gnaw the dry ground by night in waste and desolation, who pluck mallow by the bushes, and whose food is the root of the broom shrub. They are driven from the community. They shout against them as against a thief, so that they dwell in dreadful valleys, in holes of the earth and of the rocks. Among the bushes they cry out, under the nettles they are gathered together. Fools, even those without a name, they were scourged from the land. And now I have become their taunt, I have even become a byword to them. They abhor me and stand aloof from me, and they do not refrain from spitting at my face. Because he has loosed his bowstring and afflicted me, they have cast off the bridle before me. On the right hand their brood arises. They thrust aside my feet and build up against me their ways of destruction. They break up my path. They profit from my destruction. No one restrains them. As through a wide breach they come, amid the tempest they roll on. Terrors are turned against me. They pursue my honor as the wind and my prosperity has passed away like a cloud. And now my soul is poured out within me. Days of affliction have seized me. At night it pierces my bones within me, and my gnawing pains take no rest. By a great force my garment is distorted. It binds me about as the collar of my coat. He has cast me into the mire, and I have become like dust and ashes. I cry out to you for help, but you do not answer me. I stand up, and you turn your attention against me. You have become cruel to me. With the might of your hand you persecute me. You lift me up to the wind and cause me to ride, and you dissolve me in a storm. For I know that you will bring me to death and to the house of meeting for all living. Yet does not one in a heap of ruins stretch out his hand, or in his disaster therefore cry out for help? Have I not wept for the one whose life is hard? Was not my soul grieved for the needy? When I expected good, then evil came. When I waited for light, then darkness came. I am seething within and cannot relax. Days of affliction confront me. I go about mourning without comfort. I stand up in the assembly and cry out for help. I have become a brother to jackals and a companion of ostriches. My skin turns black on me and my bones burn with fever. Therefore my harp is turned to mourning, and my flute to the sound of those who weep. I have made a covenant with my eyes. How then could I gaze at a virgin? And what is the portion of God from above, or the heritage of the Almighty from on high? Is it not calamity to the unjust, and disaster to those who work iniquity? Does he not see my ways, and number all my steps? If I have walked with falsehood, and my foot has hastened after deceit, Let him weigh me with accurate scales, and let God know my integrity. If my step has turned from the way, or my heart followed my eyes, 
or if any spot has stuck to my hands, let me sow and another eat, and let my crops be uprooted. If my heart has been enticed by a woman, or I have lurked at my neighbor's doorway, may my wife grind for another and let others kneel down over her, for that would be a lustful crime. Moreover, it would be an iniquity punishable by judges, for it would be fire that consumes to Abaddon and would uproot all my increase. If I have despised the claim of my male or female slaves when they filed a complaint against me, what then could I do when God arises? And when he calls me to account, what will I answer him? Did not he who made me in the womb make him, and the same one fashion us in the womb? If I have kept the poor from their desire, or have caused the eyes of the widow to fail, or have eaten my morsel alone, and the orphan has not shared it, but from my youth he grew up with me as with a father, and from infancy I guided her, if I have seen any one perish for lack of clothing, or that the needy had no covering, if his loins have not thanked me, and if he has not been warmed with the fleece of my sheep, if I have lifted up my hand against the orphan, because I saw I had support in the gate, let my shoulder fall from the socket, and my arm be broken off at the elbow. For calamity from God is a terror to me, and because of his majesty I can do nothing. If I have put my confidence in gold, and called fine gold my trust, if I have gloated because my wealth was great, and because my hand had secured so much, if I have looked at the sun when it shone, or the moon going in splendor, and my heart became secretly enticed, and my hand threw a kiss from my mouth, that too would have been an iniquity calling for judgment, for I would have denied God above. Have I rejoiced at the extinction of my enemy, or exulted when evil befell him? No, I have not allowed my mouth to sin by asking for his life in a curse. Have the men of my tent not said, who can find one who has not been satisfied with his meat? The alien has not lodged outside, for I have opened my doors to the traveler. Have I covered my transgressions like Adam, by hiding my iniquity in my bosom because I feared the great multitude and the contempt of families terrified me, and kept silent and did not go out of the doors? Oh, that I had one to hear me! Behold, here is my signature. Let the Almighty answer me and the indictment which my adversary has written, surely I would carry it on my shoulder. I would bind it to myself like a crown. I would declare to him the number of my steps. Like a prince, I would approach him. If my land cries out against me and its furrows weep together, if I have eaten its fruit without money or have caused its owners to lose their lives, let briars grow instead of wheat and stinkweed instead of barley. The words of Job are ended. Then these three men ceased answering Job, because he was righteous in his own eyes. But the anger of Elihu, the son of Barakel the Bootsite, of the family of Ram, burned. Against Job his anger burned, because he justified himself before God. And his anger burned against his three friends, because they had found no answer, and yet had condemned Job. Now Elihu had waited to speak to Job because they were years older than he. And when Elihu saw that there was no answer in the mouth of the three men, his anger burned. So Elihu, the son of Barakel the Bootsite, spoke out and said, I am young in years and you are old. Therefore I was shy and afraid to tell you what I think. I thought age should speak and increased years should teach wisdom. But it is a spirit in man, and the breath of the Almighty gives them understanding. The abundant in years may not be wise, 
nor may elders understand justice. So I say, listen to me, I too will tell you what I think. Behold, I waited for your words, I listened to your reasonings, while you pondered what to say. I even paid close attention to you. Indeed, there was no one who refuted Job, not one of you who answered his words. Do not say, We have found wisdom, God will rout him, not man. For he has not arranged his words against me, nor will I reply to him with your arguments. They are dismayed, they no longer answer, words have failed them. Shall I wait because they do not speak, because they stop and no longer answer? I too will answer my share, I also will tell my opinion. For I am full of words, the spirit within me constrains me. Behold, my belly is like unvented wine, like new wineskins it is about to burst. Let me speak that I may get relief, let me open my lips and answer. Let me now be partial to no one, nor flatter any man. For I do not know how to flatter, else my Maker would soon take me away. However now, Job, please hear my speech, and listen to all my words. Behold now, I open my mouth, my tongue in my mouth speaks. My words are from the uprightness of my heart, and my lips speak knowledge sincerely. The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Refute me if you can, array yourselves before me, take your stand. Behold, I belong to God like you. I too have been formed out of the clay. Behold, no fear of me should terrify you, nor should my pressure weigh heavily on you. Surely you have spoken in my hearing, and I have heard the sound of your words. I am pure without transgression, I am innocent, and there is no guilt in me. Behold, he invents pretexts against me, he counts me as his enemy, he puts my feet in the stocks, he watches all my paths. Behold, let me tell you, you are not right in this, for God is greater than man. Why do you complain against him that he does not give an account of all his doings? Indeed, God speaks once or twice, yet no one notices it. In a dream, a vision of the night, when sound sleep falls on men, while they slumber in their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction, that he may turn man aside from his conduct and keep man from pride. He keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from passing over into Sheol. Man is also chastened with pain on his bed and with unceasing complaint in his bones, so that his life loathes bread and his soul favorite food. His flesh wastes away from sight, and his bones which were not seen stick out. Then his soul draws near to the pit, and his life to those who bring death. If there is an angel as mediator for him, one out of a thousand, to remind a man what is right for him, then let him be gracious to him, and say, Deliver him from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom. Let his flesh become fresher than in youth. Let him return to the days of his youthful vigor. Then he will pray to God, and he will accept him, that he may see his face with joy, and he may restore his righteousness to man. He will sing to men and say, I have sinned and perverted what is right, and it is not proper for me. He has redeemed my soul from going to the pit, and my life shall see the light. Behold, God does all these oftentimes with men, to bring back his soul from the pit, that he may be enlightened with the light of life. Pay attention, O Job, Listen to me, keep silent, and let me speak. Then if you have anything to say, answer me, 
Speak, for I desire to justify you. If not, listen to me. Keep silent, and I will teach you wisdom. That was Job chapters 30 through 33. Job's final words to his three friends were to prove his innocence. While Job and his friends have been talking, there has apparently been a fourth friend listening. The young man Elihu offers Job his own thoughts on his predicament. Thank you for reading with me.